This is Gulf Coast Life. I'm Pam James. Thanks for joining us. One of my pleasures this past year was to produce the weekly Song of the Day by former news press editor Sheldon Zolden. If you've not heard it before, it's a quirky bit of storytelling that combines trivia, history, and music. Sheldon started the Song of the Day during the COVID-19 pandemic, producing a daily story for Facebook. I was charmed by the notion, and so we teamed up to produce one a week for broadcast. Sometimes the stories are about artists and their music, and sometimes the music is only the vehicle to tell the story about some other random thing. You can hear a backlog of our weekly songs of the day at WGCU.org. An end-of-year tradition for a lot of media outlets is to honor various people who died over the past year. We thought it might be interesting to use our Song of the Day platform to provide a little trivia, a little history, and a lot of music to pay tribute to some of the artists who left us in 2022. Unfortunately, there were 798 people who moved on this year, and we only have an hour. So the singers, songwriters, and musicians in this tribute show were chosen by Sheldon because they lead interesting lives, because they created Billboard charting music, or simply because he was a fan. These 16 people may have left us in body, but in spirit, they left their mark on us and music forever. Our Song of the Day Artist of the Year tribute begins with lyricist Marilyn Bergman, who died January 8, 2022. Marilyn Bergman had a way with words. She wasn't a singer, but she was one heck of a lyricist. Bergman, along with her husband Alan, wrote some of the most memorable lyrics since the invention of the lead pencil. Bergman never recorded her own songs, but hundreds of others did. Bergman never intended to be a lyricist, but a psychologist. But while recuperating from a broken shoulder, she started writing and never stopped. She partnered with songwriter Alan Bergman, who she later married. Their greatest success was writing for movies and television. Their first Oscar, shared with Michel Legrand, was for The Windmills of Your Mind. They also won an Oscar in 1983 with Legrand for Yentl. When it came to writing television themes, the duo were the go-to lyricists. They wrote the theme for Maude, Alice, and Good Times. They won an Emmy for the theme for Sybil. Can it be that it was all so simple then? Or has time rewritten every line? If we had the chance to do it all again, tell me, would we? Could we? Out of all their lyrics, our tribute song, The Way We Were, is probably their most popular. The Bergmans wrote it with Marvin Hamlish for the movie of the same name. Of course, Barbara Streisand sang it. So it's the 
1974, the song won two Academy Awards, a Golden Globe, and a Grammy. It spent 23 consecutive weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, including three weeks at number one. Marilyn Bergman was the first woman elected president of ASCAP, the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. Marilyn Bergman died January 8th from respiratory failure. She was 93. Our Song of the Day, Artists of the Year tribute, now takes us from one part of the American songbook to a very different Betty Davis. Some people aren't appreciated because they're ahead of their time. Betty Davis was one of them. Davis was a singer, songwriter, and model during the late 1960s and early 1970s. But her music was a little too funky, her lyrics a little too erotic, her costumes a little too sexy for the times. They say I'm different cause I'm a piece of sugar cake. Sweet to the core, that's right, I got a rhythm. My great-grandma didn't like a foxtrot. Now instead she spit, it's nothing boogie-tramble-dry. She grew up writing songs. She wrote her first, I'm Going to Bake That Cake of Love, when she was 12. At 17, she was modeling and studying fashion in New York City. Even then, her first love was music. The Chamber Brothers recorded her song, Uptown, to Harlem. In 1968, she married jazz trumpeter Miles Davis. The marriage only lasted a year. She recorded four albums without commercial success. Her songs didn't receive radio play. It didn't help that the NAACP asked black radio stations to boycott her music because it painted a negative picture of black women. In 1980, Davis returned to her home when her father died. She quit music and battled mental illness, but she remained a cult figure because of her edgy lyrics and performance style. Then a funny thing happened. Her albums were re-released. A documentary was made of her life. When the filmmaker found her living in the basement of her house, she had no internet, no cell phone or a car. They Say I'm Different is the name of the 2018 documentary and our tribute song. It was the title track from her second album, released in 1974. Betty Davis died of cancer at her home outside Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on February 9th. She was 77. If you're just tuning in, we're remembering some of the hundreds of artists who left us in 2022 with our Song of the Day Artist of the Year tribute. Up next, you've got to feel for Foo Fighter Dave Grohl, 
who, over his musical career, has lost two close friends and collaborators, Kurt Cobain in 1994 while he was with Nirvana, and this year Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins had a difficult act to follow when he took over as the drummer for the Foo Fighters. He replaced Dave Grohl, who exchanged the drums for the guitar in 1997. Hawkins became an integral part of the band for the next 25 years. Hawkins became hooked on rock and roll after seeing a Queen concert at age 10. Queen's drummer Roger Taylor, police's Stuart Copeland, and Phil Collins were his biggest influences. He was working as a drummer for Alanis Morissette when Grohl asked him for suggestions to replace his drummer. Hawkins suggested himself. Grohl often called Hawkins a brother from another mother. They connected instantly as musicians and friends. Grohl might have been the band's frontman, but Hawkins played in the spotlight with drum solos and a few songs of his own to sing. Hawkins wrote the music for the Song of the Day tribute, Cold Day in the Sun, in 2001. Grohl and Hawkins often swapped spots on stage during the song. Grohl played the drums while Hawkins moved out front to sing. The song ended up number two on Billboard's alternative airplay chart. Taylor Hawkins died May 25th in Bogota, Colombia after complaining of chest pains. There has been no cause of death, but toxicology reports show he had THC, opiates, and barbiturates in his system. The autopsy found he had an enlarged heart. He was 50. It's your cold day in the sun Looks like you're bleeding hard It's all Breaker Breaker 1-9, you got your ears on. Up next, we got us a Song of the Day tribute to C.W. McCall. Uh, Breaker 1-9, this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, Big Ben? Come on. Oh, yeah, 10-4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown. Come on. Yeah, it's a big 10-4 there, Big Ben. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we've got us a convoy. During the 1970s CB radio craze, truckers created some of the most descriptive shorthanded language to communicate. C.W. McCall turned that language into one of the most memorable songs of the 1970s. About a mile out of shaky town, I says, Pig pen, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down. Cause we are little convoy. 
C.W. McCall, born Bill Freeze, was an award-winning ad man who wrote campaigns for a series of bread commercials featuring a truck-driving country singer called C.W. McCall. McCall and his jingle-writing partner wrote songs to back up the ad campaign. They used the CB lingo that was popular with more than just truckers. By the time we got into Tulsa town, we had 85 trucks in all. But there's a roadblock up on the cloverleaf, and them bears is wall to wall. Yeah, them smokies as thick as bugs on a bumper. They even had a bear in the air. I says, calling all trucks, this here's the duck. We about to go a hunting bear. Drivers were using CBs to avoid speed traps after the interstate speed limit dropped to 55 miles per hour. Truckers worked in convoys protecting each other, warning of Smokies or state troopers. Freeze assumed the role of McCall and crafted a song about a large truck convoy that avoids police. The tribute song, Convoy, became a huge crossover hit. It reached number one in 1976, not just on the country chart, but on the Billboard Hot 100 single chart. The song became a movie in 1978. National Guard. There's armored cars and tanks and jeeps and rigs of every size. Yeah, them chicken coops was full of bears and choppers filled the skies. Well, we shot the line, we went for broke with a thousand screaming trucks and eleven long-haired friends of Jesus in a chartreuse microbus. McCall had other semi-successful songs, but he was never able to break through to the Hot 100 again. He also became active in politics. He moved to Ure, Colorado, and was elected mayor in 1986. I could see the bridge was lined with bears, but it didn't have a doggone dime. I says, Pigpen, this here's a rubber duck. We just ain't gonna pay no toll. So we crashed the gate doing 98. I says, let them truckers roll 10 4. Nothing in CB language has a phrase for somebody who died. So C.W. McCall, the best I can say, is 10-4, good buddy. McCall died April 1st. He was 93. All right, 10-4, Big Ben, what's your 20? Omaha. Well, they ought to know what to do them hogs out there for sure. Well, mercy sakes, good buddy. We're going to back on out here, so keep the bugs off your glass and the bears off your tail. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. This here's a rubber duck on the side. We gone. Bye-bye. Like Convoy, songs often inspire movies. But who'd have thunk a Texas honky-tonk would inspire one? Here's our Song of the Day tribute to Mickey Gilly. The orchid is a flower that blooms so tenderly. Mickey Gilly is best known for his bar, Gillies, which was as much a character in the movie Urban Cowboy as John Travolta and Deborah Winger. But Gilly was a popular country artist even before he opened his Pasadena, Texas bar. Mickey Gilly grew up with two cousins who had become famous, preacher Jimmy Swaggart and music legend Jerry Lee Lewis. It was Lewis who taught him how to play the piano. I overlooked an orchid while searching all Gilly had his first number one on the country chart in 1968. 
He had seven more by the end of the 1970s. In 1971, Gilly and Sherwood Cryer opened Gilly's, the 48,000 square foot honky tonk. The bar was first featured in an Esquire story about the urban country. That story inspired the 1980 movie. Urban Cowboy did more than help Gilly's bar business. He had nine more number one country hits between 1980 and 1983. Gilly and Cryer had a falling out in the late 1980s over the bar, and it was forced to close. Fire destroyed it in 1990. Are they Stays the same And I'm alone to face These lonely years I didn't see the orchid I was looking for a rose And now I pay the price With bitter tears Gilly had the golden touch with our song of the day, I Overlooked an Orchid. An orchid while searching for a rose. Carl Smith recorded it first in 1950. Johnny and Jack recorded it in 1962. Gilly released his version in 1974. It was the second number one country hit after A Room Full of Roses. To be untrue The orchid that I find, my dear, was you Mickey Gilly died May 7th. He was 86. If you're just joining us, you're listening to a special Song of the Day Artists of the Year tribute episode of Gulf Coast Life featuring Sheldon Zoldan's Song of the Day tributes to artists who have passed away in 2022. We're going to take a quick break. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back. I'm Pam James. Today, we're commemorating some of the singers, songwriters, and musicians who died in 2022 through the lens of Sheldon Zolden and his Song of the Day. This next tribute is to a man who described music as the main code of the universe, which makes sense because his music was otherworldly. There's good reason why Vangelis was known by one name. His birth name was Evangelis Odysseus Papatansio. Vangelis grew up in Athens, Greece. He began making music when he was only four. He never took music classes and never learned to read or write music. He played and wrote his music by memory. Vangelis might have been a stranger to American audiences before Chariots of Fire, but he was well known in Europe. His teenage band in the 1960s, Forminx, put out nine singles in Europe before disbanding. His next group, Aphrodite's Child, had a number one hit in Europe. Their final album, 666, is considered a progressive psychedelic rock classic. ¶¶ 
Vangelis left rock music, saying it had become boring. He spent most of the 1970s performing solo or scoring films like Blade Runner. In 1981, he took on the movie Chariots of Fire. Our song of the day is the title song of the film. song reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in the U.S. He is the only Greek musician to top the chart. Vangelis, who won an Oscar for Best Original Music Score for Chariots of Fire, died May 17th in Paris. He was 79. Sometimes it's best to be known for the company you keep, just like drummer Alan White, who died May 26th of this year. Alan White was a true Yes man. He drummed for the English band Yes for 50 years, playing on 42 of their albums. As more than a Yes man, he played on more than 50 albums, including for Two Beatles, Ginger Baker's Air Force, The Ventures, Joe Cocker, and others. White started playing the drums when he was 12 and joined his first band a year later. By the time he was 17, he had played in several bands and was a veteran session drummer. He was 20 when John Lennon called him in 1969 to perform live with the Plastic Ono Band in Toronto. He played drums for Lennon's single Imagine and Instant Karma, and he was the drummer for George Harrison's All Things Must Pass album. He joined Yes in 1972 and played over 3,070 live shows. As a contributor to many of the band's songs, White wrote the song of the day, our song, with John Anderson, Trevor Rabin, Chris Squire, and Tony Kay. The song appeared on their 1983 album, 90125, and was the B-side of their Billboard Hot 100 number one hit, Owner of a Lonely Heart. Our song reached number 32. White died May 26th after a brief illness. He was 72. If you're just joining the show, today we're remembering some of the artists who left us in 2022 with our Song of the Day Artists of the Year tribute. Now, if a picture paints a thousand words, how many does a song paint? 
one need only have asked soft rock poet Jim Seals. It's not true that Jim Seals' tombstone reads Seals and Crofts. He did have a life away from his musical partner. Seals grew up in a musical family. He played violin at age six, the sax at 13. See the curtains hanging in the window in the evening on a Friday night. He had some success as a songwriter. Brenda Lee recorded his song, It's Never Too Late, in 1961. Seals befriended Dash Crofts when they played in the rockabilly band The Champs, best known for their song Tequila. The musical duo later moved to Los Angeles, switched from rockabilly to folk rock, and converted to Baha'i. Some of their later song lyrics were influenced by their Baha'i faith. Their string of hits started with Summer Breeze in 1972, then Diamond Girl in 1973, Hummingbird, and We May Never Pass This Way Again. They called it quits in 1980, saying their music didn't fit in with the dance music fad. Seals moved to Costa Rica, where he ran a coffee farm. The tribute song, Summer Breeze, is an example of how Seals and Crofts created images in the minds of their listeners. The song reached number six on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Rolling Stone magazine ranks it the 13th best summer song of all time. Jim Seals died June 6th after chronic ongoing illness. Some obits listed him at age 80, others said 79. Australia lost one of my favorite singers this year in Olivia Newton-John. You can hear our Song of the Day tribute to her at WGCU.org. Another Aussie singer may not have had the lifelong international impact that Newton-John did, but the folks down under will certainly miss Judith Durham. So fancy free Nobody you meet could ever see The loneliness there Inside you Some people thrive in the spotlight Others not so much Judith Durham ran from it At least when it came to international fame 
She left the folk group The Seekers at the height of their popularity and returned to Australia. She eventually became one of Australia's most beloved artists. So shed those downy feathers and fly a little bit. Hey there, The Seekers were the first Australian group to gain international popularity. They had a string of top 10 hits in the 1960s with Durham as the lead singer. I'll Never Find Another You reached number one in England and Australia. The Song of the Day tribute, Georgie Girl, was the title track for the 1966 movie featuring Lynn Redgrave and James Mason. The song was nominated for an Academy Award and the single made history when the group became the first Australians ever to reach the number one spot in the USA. Hey there, Georgie girl, dreaming of the someone you could be. Life is a reality, you can't always run away. Durham quit The Seekers in 1968 and carried on as a solo artist, performing in all musical genres. She began to feel comfortable with herself and her success. The world would see a new Judith Durham died August 5th after a lifelong battle with a lung disease. Durham was so beloved in her native country that she was honored with a state funeral. She was 79. The next artist on our Song of the Day Artist of the Year tribute is proof that your words matter to a kid. It was an elementary school teacher who encouraged this artist to keep on writing. 400 songs later, I give you Lamont Dozier. Lamont Dozier lived in Detroit and worked in a factory, but it wasn't cars. Dozier worked for the hit-making factory Motown. As part of the songwriting team of Holland, Dozier, and Holland, their assembly line was writing and producing hits for the Supremes, Four Tops, Marvin Gaye, and others. Lamont Dozier began writing songs as early as 12. When he was 15, he joined a doo-wop group, the Romeos. But his calling was songwriting and producing. He joined Motown in 1961, where he joined with the Holland. Brian wrote the music, Eddie wrote the lyrics, and Lamont did the producing and arranging. The Songwriters Hall of Fame credits Holland Dozier Holland with 400 songs. 40 of those reached number one. They wrote 10 number one hits for the Supremes between 1964 and 1967. The songwriting trio left Motown in 1968. They had a number one hit with Band of Gold by Frida Payne. In 1973, Dozier went out on his own. 
He and Phil Collins collaborated on the number one single, Two Hearts, in the 1980s. How do you pick one song of the day out of 400 by Holland, Dozier Holland? Reach Out, I'll Be There became a number one hit and signature song for the Four Tops in 1966. The Library of Congress added the song to the National Recording Registry earlier this year. Just look over your shoulder. Lamont Dozier died August 8th in Scottsdale, Arizona. He was 82. Mabel John isn't likely the first name that comes to mind when you think Motown, but once you hear her, you'll know that her best-known song says it all. Mabel John might not have been the most well-known Motown female singer, but she was the first. John never became a hit maker like Diana Ross, Martha Reeves, and Gladys Knight, but she left her mark through music and her ministry. John got her start chauffeuring Barry Gordy around Detroit. I don't have to beg you to hold me Cause somebody else will You don't have to love me when I want it He signed her to a singing contract in 1959, and for a while it was Ross, Reeves, and the future Motown heavyweights who sang backup for her. But John was more of a blues singer than a pop star. She left Motown in the 1960s and became a Raylette, a backup singer for Ray Charles. To come to an end. In 1966, John took center stage again as a solo artist, recording for Stax Records. In the early 1970s, she returned to the gospel roots of her childhood. She then stepped away from music altogether. John went to Divinity School and became a minister in Los Angeles, where she worked with the homeless. Our song of the day was her most successful recording. When she joined Stax Records, she had no songs of her own, so they sent songwriters Isaac Hayes and David Porter to come up with something. John told them about her unfaithful husband. Porter wrote down the words, Hayes the melody. The result was, your good thing is about to end. It was her only song that would break into the Billboard Hot 100, reaching number 95. 
The song topped out at number six on the Billboard R&B chart. Mabel John died August 25th. She was 91. You're listening to a special Gulf Coast Live featuring Sheldon Zolden and his Song of the Day tribute to artists who have died in 2022. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to our Song of the Day Artists of the Year tribute episode of Gulf Coast Life, honoring the singers, songwriters, and musicians who passed away in 2022. We're on the final stretch of the 16 artists that Sheldon Zolden has chosen to celebrate through his Song of the Day platform. If you'd like to hear the Song of the Day, just tune in every Friday morning during Morning Edition or read and listen to past segments at WGCU.org. Now, on to our next artist. And you know, rappers often get a bad rap, but Coolio, who died September 28th of 2022, lived up to his nickname. Good thing artist Leon Ivey Jr. had a cool moniker. With that name, what kind of career could have he had as a rapper? Ivey, better known as Coolio, had a very successful career. He became one of the best-selling rappers in the 1990s. He got his name when a friend asked him who he thought he was. Coolio Iglesia? The name stuck. Coolio had a rough start in life. He served time in prison, became addicted to crack cocaine. Then he discovered firefighting. He said it saved him. He loved the discipline. He quit smoking, doing drugs, and drinking. Coolio went from firefighting to rapping. In 1994, he hit it big with Fantastic Voyage, which went to number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Gangsta's Paradise, our tribute song of the day, went to number one in 1995, not just for one week. It was the best-selling single for the year. The song is a reworking of Stevie Wonder's Pastime Paradise. Wonder gets a writing credit, but he didn't like the original version because it included profanity. So Coolio rewrote the lyrics without the bad words. The song became a part of the soundtrack for the 1995 movie Dangerous Mind. His musical success went beyond rapping. 
He wrote the theme song to the popular 1990s Nickelodeon series, Keenan and Kel Kids. Coolio died September 28th. His son said he died of a heart attack. He was 59. This next person we're featuring on the Song of the Day Artist of the Year tribute episode of Gulf Coast Life isn't a musician, but he did help to create one of the most unforgettable songs that may or may not have been kid-friendly. Our Song of the Day helped finance advances in 3D technology for film, science, and the military. Lenny Lipton is given credit for creating the technology used in 3D screen projectors. Puff the magic dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanali. Lipton had the freedom to spend most of his life patenting this technology thanks to royalties he received for writing one song, Puff the Magic Dragon. Fancy stuff. Oh, Puff the Magic Dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanali. Lipton wasn't a singer, musician, or songwriter. He was studying electrical engineering at Cornell when he wrote the poem that turned into the song. Lipton was 19 when he typed out the poem on his roommate Peter Yarrow's typewriter after reading The Tale of Custard the Dragon by Ogden Nash. Lipton left before finishing it. Yarrow, who later became the Peter in Peter, Paul, and Mary, found it, finished it, and put it to music. Pirate ships would lower their flags when Puff roared out his name. Oh, Puff the magic dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanali. The trio always played it during their concerts, but they didn't think that it would be the hit it turned out to be. The song reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in 1963. A dragon lives forever, but not so little boys. Painted wings and giant's rings make way for other toys. Yarrow tracked down Lipton, who was working as a journalist in New York, and gave him a co-writing credit. Between the royalties for the song and a book he wrote called Independent Filmmaking, he was able to focus on his first love, 3D technology. Lipton filed more than 70 patents. Puff no longer went to play along the cherry lane Without his lifelong friend, Puff could not be brave So Puff, that mighty dragon Lipton spent much of his time clarifying what the song was about. He said it never was about marijuana, an accusation made by critics in the 1960s. It was a simple song about childhood innocence. Up the magic dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanali. Lenny Lipton died in Los Angeles on October 5th from brain cancer. 
He was 82. You never want to call a woman a goat, but I think we can make an exception for this next artist. It's safe to say that Angela Lansbury, with all her awards, was the greatest of all time. Angela Lansbury never thought of herself as a beauty, but when it came to acting and singing, she was a beast. Lansbury is best remembered for her longtime role as Jessica Fletcher in the television show Murder, She Wrote. But long before she took the part, she was an Oscar, Emmy, Tony, and Grammy nominee. Taylor's old as time True as it can be Barely even friends Then somebody bends Unexpectedly Lansbury moved to the United States with her mom to avoid the bombing of London during World War II. It didn't take her long to find success. She was 19 when she was nominated as Best Supporting Actress in the movie Gaslight. She was nominated the next year for the picture of Dorian Gray. Lansbury didn't think she had the looks of a leading lady. She called herself a character actor. She often played the mother, even though the actor playing her son was the same age. Ever as before, ever just as sure as the sun will rise Tale as old as time Tune as old as song She moved on to the theater. Mame made her a star. She won her first Tony for her portrayal of Mame Dennis. She went on to become the only woman to win four Tonys for lead actress in a musical. as the sun Rising in the east, tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme, beauty and the beast. Tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme, beauty and the beast. Lansbury sang our song of the day, Beauty and the Beast, in 1991 for the movie of the same name. Lyricist Howard Ashman and composer Alan Menken wrote the song. Lansbury nailed it in one take. The song went on to win an Oscar. Lansbury died in her sleep at her Los Angeles home on October 11th, five days short of her 97th birthday. It's not often that a musical artist defines a certain niche, but of the 16 Song of the Day tributes we're sharing today, I think Patrick Haverty is truly one of a kind. The headline, for those not familiar with Patrick Haggerty, created a head-turning double-take. Trailblazing gay country music star dies. Gay isn't a word usually associated with country music. There's nothing left but hope in your weary sexist role. But in 1973, Haggerty and his group Lavender Country, Lavender Country recorded what is considered the first queer country album. Haggerty knew he was gay at a young age. He was dismissed from the Peace Corps because of it. He called himself a screaming Marxist bitch. In 1972, he formed Lavender Country in Washington State 
and then recorded the Lavender Country album the following year. The Gay Community Social Services of Seattle paid to produce it. Only a thousand records were pressed. So shed them male cocoons, spit out them silver spoons. Get yourself some pantaloons and a pair of water balloons. Y'all come out, come out, my dears to lavender country. And don't you bother about your sissy way. The group broke up in 1976 without making another record. Haggerty turned away from the music business and raised a family with his partner and future husband. He pushed for gay rights and unsuccessfully ran for office. In 2016, he got back together with Lavender Country and recorded Blackberry Rose. Would you like to be a woman hopping, down a cannon, or be a warrior jumping and a strumming? Singer Jake Blount described Haggerty as an elder and a musical hero to my generation of queer country artists, adding, Gonna miss your energy, you screaming Marxist bitch. Would you like to be a woman Haggerty died October 31st in Seattle from complications after having a stroke. He was 78. The lyrics to the song Fame sum up how we feel about each of the artists we've heard about today. Remember my name, I'm going to live forever because they will all live forever in their music and the contributions to our culture. Our last artist sang the song Fame, and I think it's safe to say that she and all of the other artists we've celebrated this hour lived by the lyrics in her song Flashdance, Take Your Passion, Make It Happen. Here is Sheldon Zoldan's tribute to Irene Cara. It wasn't a surprise that Irene Cara found fame early. What was surprising was how she never became the superstar everyone expected her to be. When there's nothing but a slow glowing dream that your fear seems to hide deep inside your mind. Kara was playing the piano by ear when she was five. While she had many childhood acting roles, she found fame with fame in 1980. She starred in and sang the title track for the movie about students at a performing arts high school. The song won Oscars for Best Original Song and Best Score. The movie, Flashdance, came along in 1983. Kara and Keith Forsey wrote the lyrics and Giorgio Moroder wrote the music. They wrote the song after being shown only the final scene of the movie.
song reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart six weeks after it was released, the soundtrack reached number one, knocking Michael Jackson's Thriller from the top spot. It won an Oscar and Golden Globe for Best Original Song. Kara blamed a $10 million lawsuit she filed for slowing down her career. She accused a record company of withholding flash dance soundtrack royalties. A jury rewarded her a $1.5 million judgment, but the record company filed for bankruptcy and she never received all the money. She said she gained a reputation for being difficult to work with because of the lawsuit. Kara's publicist announced on November 26 that she had died at her Florida home. She told the Miami Herald an autopsy will determine the cause and the date of her death. Kara was 63. That wraps up this week's Gulf Coast Live Song of the Day Artist Tribute Edition. Sheldon Zolden and I want to thank you for spending time with us this past hour. And if you've been listening to our Song of the Day each Friday, we want to thank you for spending this past year with us. We hope you enjoyed listening and reflecting on these 16 singers, songwriters, and musicians who brought amazing music into our lives during their own lives. You can listen to this show and our backlog of the Song of the Day at WGCU.org. We're going to end today's show with a song from the artist who passed away this year whose music I'll miss the most. It's If Not For You by the one and only Olivia Newton-John. And if you'll allow me to be a little corny, I'd like to dedicate this song to the many listeners who contribute to their favorite NPR station, WGCU. The news and content you hear every single day would not exist if not for you. So thank you and Happy New Year. I'm Pam James. This is WGCU-FM Fort Myers 90.1 and WMKO Marco Island 91.7 FM. We are your NPR for Southwest Florida. The winter would hold no spring. Couldn't hear a robin sing. I just wouldn't have a clue. If not for you. you